Hey everybody, you're back. This is the Sweaty Eddie Show episode I don't remember with my buddy Dan. And I forgot to do this intro earlier, so this is just me doing it. We're just going to get right into the episode starting now. Oh yeah, uh, <laughs> just go. Start talking, Danny. Hello. Introduce yourself. Say, state your name and uh, occupation. My name is Daniel Montemorano. I am a mental health counselor. Are you going to go for a master's degree? That is a very hard decision. You know what I mean? You hate that. I, I hate that so much. <laughs> my parents have told me for like weeks now to get a new car, and I told them no. You don't want a new loan? I don't want a car payment, no. Your car's running fine, right? Yeah. I keep it. Yeah, man. It's almost 13 years old. I took collision off of it, so the insurance is like nothing on it. It's great. Good. Keep it. Yeah, exactly. Try to think till it dies. But you're not. You're going to literally not do what you want to do because it costs too much money? It's not that. Just listen, listen to the path. All right, go ahead. Listen to the path. It's three years, all right? If I had gone, so I, so I went to school, I majored in psychology. I didn't major in social work. If I majored in social work, it would have cut my cut me down to two years instead of three. So you made a mistake right away. It's not that I made a mistake. So, you know, you can either do psychology or you can do social work. And social work is great. You know, it's all about, you know, understanding therapies, how to talk to people and all that. And, you know, understanding like all that of mental health. But like what I liked about psychology, you learn more about not only like the therapy, but like you learned about the biology behind it. One of my favorite classes was uh, sensation perception. That class was great. You know, learning how our, you know, our body sees colors and freaking how our ears work. That stuff, I think, is so helpful in understanding. It gives you just so much more well-roundedness than just straight up just thinking about therapy, therapy, therapy all the time. You know what I mean? Knowing that kind of stuff, I think, is beneficial for anybody. So you did the extra work. But now you regret it because you're going to have to do an extra year of work. Yeah, essentially. But I, I don't... You don't regret it. But, I don't regret it But at you, all. hold on. You, you have to. If you're not going to get the master's, then what's the point? You know, I got to a position where I, I want to get to. Like, these, like, I got to the population that I wanted to work with. I'm working with people that, you know, are coming out of hospitals. I've been there before. You know, I know where that, you know, I know where that come. I know where they're coming from. One of the big parts is, like, being able to see them. And it, it kind of helps me in a way. You know, to kind of remind me of like, you know, I was there at one point and, you know, I, I don't want to go back there sometimes. Why don't you keep the mic back in front of your sorry, mouth? Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> am I am I quiet? Yeah. You're talking like you're whispering. Sorry. All right. But I was going to ask you psychological advice. Are you not allowed to give me psychological advice? It's not that. Um, you know, they say you know, it's hard to like, because you're my friend. There's like that conflict of interest because like I'm going to be emotionally invested in your problems, Ed, you know, because I care about you. You know, if you if you're gonna share a problem with me, it's gonna it's gonna it's not gonna make me as objective because I'm gonna be too emotionally involved in what I'm gonna have to tell you or, you know, what I'm gonna say to you in a way. Dan, my dick doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is part of my field. I had a lecture one time where a professor literally gave us like a whole lecture about like sex ed. It was really weird. It was just just him going on the whole time, just talking about like dildos and like the female clitoris and like erectile dysfunction it was like all it was just really weird wait do you need the dildos to fix the ed no oh no no no, no. it's just i just you know decided to throw that in there because you know it's teacher talking about dildos so like why not it's cool yeah it's, it's kind of wait cool. did he pull out any of his dildos no 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 but you know the guy you know is really cool he he went to college in 1969 like in the 60s he went to yale yale university guess how much the tuition was for one semester ed Four thousand, six hundred bucks. Oh, that's nice. Can you believe that? Nineteen sixty. Yeah, I can believe it. One one semester at Yale University, six hundred bucks. That's it's it. Be, it's before they took us off the gold standard. Yeah. 
so yeah it's ridiculous it well it sense. was also when interest rates were like through the roofs too like i remember i remember uh nicole's mom was telling me when they bought a house like i don't know when probably in the 80s or something or i don't yeah, know yeah it was no they had high interest rates back then yeah they had like 20 percent interest rates no, on homes. the houses were cheap that's why they could raise the interest rates i guess so it's just insane yeah just thinking about that now i know it's different now but 10 years from now 20 years from now 30 years from now they'll be like damn crypto it was so low back then we should have got in back then and there's still people sitting in this room that aren't in are you talking about me ed <laughs> yeah then we're uh, the only people uh, here yeah <laughs> unless your dog's got crypto uh, <laughs> you know me ed i, I know mean, you. how long have i been saying i wanted to invest in the stock market and i know i know you don't like to pull market. the trigger you like to just no. hold the gun no. your hands shaking and you know you got to pull the trigger but you can't because you're gonna waste one of your bullets and you spent a lot of money on these bullets <laughs> yes <laughs> gotta make this bullet count very valuable bullets <laughs> man every bullet's got to kill i just spray and pray we could always buy more no. bullets no that's the way i see things one bullet one kill ed yeah a thousand bullets as long as we get the job done okay done is done all right, all right well i want to ask you me and dave you know you don't know dave you ever met him i know but i've seen pictures of him on facebook with you, you haven't listened to any of my podcasts have you i heard well not one ones with dave no i heard one with you and meg and stuff like that i like those those are good ones uh dave thinks that we need counseling couples therapy do they do like business partner therapy business partner therapy i mean there are you know specialists that go to like bands and who are like sh- in like a creative funk and help like them. rock bands yeah oh help, help pump them up yeah help get them help get the band chemistry back together and stuff like no, that this is more like a marriage like a marriage yeah tough decisions to be made okay uh, emotional battles okay so he gets me very emotional he gets you very emotional so he like triggers you oh yeah but do you think there's somebody that could sit us down and we could talk through our issues together so ed what 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 is he saying that's triggering you I don't know. You know me. There's certain things that you could say around me. Give me an example, Ed. I just need, I need some context. All right. Well, he'll, he'll do things like, uh, he won't let me schedule things with him or he'll just say no, just to, he says no in a way to rub it in. Like where he could say, oh, you know, I'm like apologetic about it. Like, oh, we can't do it because of this. He is happy that we can't do it. And he proceeds to rub it in my face that we can't do it. Okay. Why would he do that? So we have a great friend. What's his name? Sean. Sean Christopher. Now, if you take it from a psychological point of view, you know, how long have you known Dave? Seven years. And how many conversations do you think you've had? Uh, I mean, none that you've ever heard, but hundreds of conversations. Oh, deep. How, how well do you think Dave knows you on a, on a personal level? He knows me better than you know me right now, my current form. You know me overall. You know my whole life better than him, but he knows me better than you. That's pretty good. So, you know, you've reached a point now in your, you know, your relationship where, you know, he can take things, you know, that he knows. No, he, he has, this isn't new. He's been doing this. Yeah. A lot. So you want to know why, you want to know why he's doing it. What can I do? Should I smack him? Because I could beat the hell out of him. I'm better than him. Well, ultimately he wants you to react. That's what he's looking for. So you tell me to turn the other cheek like Jesus? Not turn the other cheek, but don't give him what he wants. What do you think he wants from you, Ed? Exclamation. Yes. He wants exclamation. No, but, all right, fine. Who cares his reasons? Tell him to stop. Like, if I did therapy and I told the therapist that, and they know that's wrong, he shouldn't be doing that, the therapist would say, hey, cut that out. If it was that easy, Ed, everybody would be a therapist. So what are you going to tell him? Talk to him right now. He's listening. Uh, That's true. He probably will listen to No, 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 Dan. He listens to everything I've ever done. Unlike you, who've never listened to anything I've ever done. That's not true. Oh, one or two. One or two. Dan, I have almost 100 episodes published. And you've listened to one or two. Dan's li- Dave has listened to every one multiple times. There's not one episode I've done, even my private ones, that he hasn't listened to at least twice. 
Well, Ed, you know, I, 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 I don't, I don't want to hear you. I, I want to see your, I want to see you. Ed. No, no, Dan, it has nothing to do with that. You don't have time to see me, so this is the next best thing. Yeah, but we're t- not talking about that. We're talking about Dave here. What would you tell him? What would I tell Dave? Assuming that's all true, like his side of the story might be a little different, but it's wrong. So I mean, Ed, like you know, when you're in a new relationship with somebody, it's not new. Seven years is not I, new. I know that, but when you're in a new relationship with somebody, if he was pulling the shit then. You know, when you're still getting to know each other, do you think you'd still be friends now? Yeah, yeah, he does this kind of stuff. So, like, he knows that you're, you know, he, he he's just, like, he's comfortable, you know? He's too comfortable. He's way so too comfortable. So I do need to beat him. It's not that you need to beat him Hurt up. him. Should I put him in the hospital? Because I could. I mean, what do you know about Dave? Oh, so you want me to attack him? Damn, this is not so very you, therapeutic. No, it's, it's, it's not that you want, not to attack him, but... I, I was going to call you Dave. Dan, I attack him. You know I give it back. You think I'm just going to sit there and take it? How long have you known me? Technically, you're my oldest friend. You've known me since I was four years old. Okay. Then we had a little break. Then you met me when I was 10. Mm-hmm. And then we had a nice run up until about I met Meg. And then we fell off a little more, a couple years. You yeah. know, not too much hanging I mean, out. When I went to college, I kind of fell off. Right, I disappeared right, right. for a you while. You disappeared for college. And then, and then, came then you came back. And then that was pretty good. I was we around. Still, we still only see each other once every other month. I mean, yeah, you were, you were still living in, Well, you weren't living in Newark at the time. No, were I lived you? with my mom. You were living with your mom for a little bit, yeah. I was going to say... You know that I fight back. Yes, I do. Is I that do. a good thing? I don't know. What would Jesus do, Ed? What's right? And that's what I'm doing. What's right? So attacking back is right. I, no, it's not. Jesus would never attack back. So So I should stop attacking him. No. So I should sit there and take it like Jesus. No. So you got to think two steps ahead. I always think two steps ahead. Okay. So if you know... You know, so it seems like in that situation, he knew that you were waiting for a commitment. and he No, but and this is the thing. He does it when we're recording, like trying to get at me, say things, slow things down. We got to speed it up. We got to keep a pace here. We're trying to put on a show. So you think he wastes his time just poking your buttons? Yes. Yes. When, like it's not time to poke. Like there's certain times to press the buttons. And if we're off, he could press them, do whatever you want. It's not a big deal. But when we're on here, it's very specific. I told you, you got to step your game up. We're on here. He's... Just playing around. It's not a big deal to him. Okay. He puts 1.5% of the effort. That's our agreement. So, like, you know, you gave me an example of, you know, outside of, you know, the podcast. What's an example of him poking your buttons inside of the podcast? Since, you know, I don't listen to him and I'm not kind of... Well, what he this is what he does. He'll tell jokes that only he laughs at. Just for him. Okay. Nobody's inside the joke except for him. It's a joke for him. Right on the podcast. For what? Is it only you two? Is there a guest in this no, situation? No, no, I'm saying if just me and him are talking, he'll just tell a joke. And I think, what are you talking about? He's like, ah, that's for me. What's wrong with that? I don't like that. What What, what does that do? Okay, that, that What are we doing with that? Okay, that sounds like a little bit of like, you know, you're taking, you don't like his little creative, uh, what is it called? License. No, no, but he does it on purpose. He knows which jokes I don't like now because that's how well he knows me. He knows when he's going to say something if I'm going to laugh or not. But how do you know if your audience doesn't like it? It's not up to them. It's up to me. He's supposed to make me laugh so that we can have a better time. Do you know how this works? Okay, but like maybe he's trying to be like the ha ha, I'm poking at Ed. Look at me. I know, but you know what, Dave, we were talking to Vin last night and he told Vin told me that I'm funny because I've been telling, making jokes about him and you know, saying mean things to him, but he's been laughing. And he says when Dave does it, it just comes off as mean. And that's what he is. His jokes don't come off as jokes. So that means he's a bad joke. Okay. So shouldn't he get better at jokes then? I'm not the only one telling him that. I mean, they're mean jokes. What do you yeah, mean very mean. Like, like, give me an example. Like, questioning your intelligence, questioning the shape of you, like how fat you are, uh, stuff like that. Okay. He goes low. Like he's he was born before us in the '80s. 
Okay. Now, you were allowed to get away with different kind of stuff back then. And he still thinks it's the 80s sometimes. It's going to get us in trouble. Yeah, that's true. He says words that are not allowed. I mean, because, Ed, you, you seem like you want to appeal to kind of like, not an older generation. I mean, you're not, no, you're not I, restricting anything. I don't anything. like the older generations. I think they should all die off. Okay. <laughs> but I'm saying you're not, you're not too restricted. I mean, there are some older people that I'm sure that enjoy the podcast. No, as, I know. You know not, not many, though. Mostly, actually, it's Dave's fault. Half our audience is Dave's audience, which he knows a lot of older people because he's an old man. Do you think he's trying to appeal to those people? No, no, no. Dave doesn't try to appeal to anybody. That's the problem. I understand that, but like, I mean, he knows he that... He's not a compromise. He's not, not about com- compromises. Dan, not I a- compromise when it needs to be done. I mean, do you set up ground rules going into a podcast? There's no point. He won't agree to them. This is what I'm saying, too. If I tried to set up ground rules, to say, no, I don't agree. He'll never agree to something and then go back on it. He just won't make the agreement because he knows. He could see it in the future, too. So, you know, is not there a way you can cut those out? All right. There is a way I can cut them out. But it ruins the flow in real time, too. Okay. And it ruins the flow for the editing process. You were trying to make my life harder, Dan. What if you, you force him to uh, rephrase himself after a bad joke? He'll just say it worse. That's true. Or he won't listen. I don't like when I tell him what to do, he don't listen. Uh, I'm not the boss of him, which I like that about him. But sometimes I hate it about him. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's part of your chemistry at this point. You know, you seem to have this little bit of friction. I keep circling back, so I should just beat him into submission. Like, force him physically to do what i want because i could that's what i'm saying to you so i mean what do you mean by force him into submission like how is that gonna look are you gonna just like pin him to the ground and i'll use jujitsu rules i won't use any weapons or i won't physically i mean i might elbow him or you know but no blood i'm gonna try not to draw blood if blood happens you know i'll apologize but say it was just in the heat of the battle yeah because he's gonna fight back which i like that too with, with I this, like a fight with this fist. I don't know how it depends. That's what I'm saying. Like when you do jujitsu, whatever energy you give, the person will give that energy back. So I'll give him like playful energy and then aggressive right away when he's not see it coming. And then I catch him off guard. And then I'll he'll be in a position where he won't be able to get out. And then I'll make my terms. I just don't see how the jujitsu is going to convince him to change. Him no, the from- pain. The jujitsu is not the pain i could hurt him physically like he's got bad shoulder he's got bad knees i'll just pick on one of those things that you know but ed he already knows that you're never going to do anything to really hurt him he actually likes pain too huh. he probably wouldn't he probably still wouldn't agree even if i had him in that yeah you know i was a little of a, a fan of pain back in the day too you like pain you remember me back in the day ed which you used to eat glass i used to do dumb shit all the time well you snorted wasabi that was one time at your house did it hurt it hurt yeah. really bad. Okay, so you did. Like, yeah, you didn't like pain. You like money. So pain, you knew, you knew how to translate pain into money. Not a lot of money. You could have got a lot more money for what you did. I could have. You needed a manager. You still do need a manager. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm out of business. <laughs> I'm out of business. No, you're not. You've raised your prices. I did raise my prices. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, if I make enough money, I will be able to hit those prices. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> You'll be my, my little slave boy. <laughs> and I will videotape it. I'll pay you handsomely. Yes. <laughs> Not anytime soon, though. You got to give me about 10 years, and you're going to be doing some stuff that you're going to regret. <laughs> Dude, there's this one guy on the internet. Uh, he has this YouTube video where anytime anybody clicks on it, he gives his friend $0.067. It has like 6.3 million views. He's given his friend 60 grand already. Wow, that's awesome. I think it's just ridiculous. This guy is just like, I don't know. His videos are up for like two days, and he has like 3 million views. It blows my mind that people can be that popular. I know, because you don't put yourself in that mindset. It's all right. You don't have to. I, it is a mindset. How do you think they got there? What do you think they did to do it? I've got, 
and I don't, I don't doubt that there was a level of determination that it took. For a level. To get... That's one of the main keys. Yeah, I know. That's the engine. I know. But, but I'm, it doesn't mean I can't be surprised by the result. Eh, kind of. Because it's one piece. It's the engine. You don't know how the whole car is built. I don't know how the car is, but I'm still impressed by the end result. You know. No, no, you didn't say impressed. You said surprised. Okay, it's still surprising. It's not surprising to me. It's not surprising to you for someone just having a video up for two days and getting like over two million know, views. How many people do you know? How many people you know that done something like that? Give their friends sixty thousand dollars in that way. It's very unique. It is very unique. That's I like that kind of stuff. Unique stuff. But he can afford to do that. Yeah, he could. But he's been doing unique stuff like that before. He had the sixty thousand to give. He's yeah. been doing unique stuff like that, and over time building oh, yeah. on it. So it's not surprising. Yeah. You well, just said it was though. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I like like I said, I didn't see this guy from beginning right. to where you he's now. Right, you see him at the end. I saw and him at like, the end. Whoa, yeah, wow. that's why surprised. That's cool. Surprised. Yeah, but if you take a second to think about it, not very surprising. Okay, maybe yeah. So if I if you if you saw if I watched a documentary from the beginning to end, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. No, but you don't have to do that. Then you could assume every person that has a greatness like that. Wow, I wonder what it took to get here, to get here. Probably something pretty pretty good. I guess. Like look at the Logan Paul, Jake Paul. Those guys have just been, uh, the inertia that they have is unbelievable. And they just don't stop. They just keep going. Which one, Have you ever saw, did you ever see Bohemian Rhapsody? I didn't watch it. Oh, my God, Ed. That's, it just reminds me of Freddie Mercury. He had the same mindset, man. The whole movie, man, he's just like, I'm going to be famous. It's just it. I'm just going to be famous. I know. I, I know that mindset. You know what I'm saying? Like, he, he was that confident. I don't want to be famous, though. But I'm just saying. I he think was, that's he, a stupid he, one. I, I, but I'm just saying. He's just like, he was that confident in his ability to, in his ability to sing and perform. He's just like, I knew I was going to be famous. Just give me the opportunity. Like, yeah, but doesn't that inspire you to do something like that? You could do the same thing. But, Ed, I'm already where I want to be. Fine. And Fine. I'm, You're where you want to be. I'm not where I want to be. I'm where I want to be, Ed. The only thing is I got to try to find a, way, find a way to make more money. That's my only problem right now. I mean, that's a pretty big problem. It is a big problem. A lot problem. of people face that problem. Right now, I have enough to live comfortably, but like, I, you know, and I have things in place for the future, too. Like, you know, there's nothing like, I'm not like super worried. Crypto. <laughs> is crypto going to be a recurring theme throughout this podcast? Throughout my life, yes. But I feel like it's going to be, it's going to pop up several times in this podcast. Well, you want to stop talking about it? Does no, it make no, you uncomfortable? No, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. Say something bad about it, I'll smack you. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I think, you know. It makes you nervous. What, Crypto? Oh yeah, it doesn't make me nervous. If you got to put the money on the line, it does. It does. Okay, so I, I, I'm very. What's your problem? I'm, I'm, I'm really curious yourself. looking at the news behind it. I like, don't know why I, you're looking at it. Why not? Don't talk about it. Be about it. <laughs> That's what I do. I know. So what are you gonna do? I may invest. You're gonna talk about it. Talk about what? I know you're like Dan. You're part of the ninety percent. It's all right. You could be the ninety. Anybody listen to this stuff? If you want to be the ten, just not financial advice. Open an account. You don't even have to put any money in it. If you just open it and you're ready to pull the trigger, you don't have to put a dollar in. Mm-hmm. Just have the account. So yeah. that when the day comes, you're like, you know what? Today's the day. Uh, you don't have to wait three days to set it up no, because yeah, that's no. the process. That's the thing. That's the process. So I don't want to go through the, account. the whole pro- I know. It's the, that's the, like the one little hump that's like... It's such a, Dan, it's such a little hump. It's I, such a little I hump. Know, I know. <laughs> what a hump. This is what I'm talking about. This is what you're... You're so content that these little bunny hills, you're like, ugh, I can't go over that hill. Let's sit down. Yes. <laughs> I want you to. I want you out of that mentality. That's I, why I, I talk to you. That's it. why I wish you listened to my words more. Maybe it would inspire you. Eh, well, my mind is. That hurts my, my feelings too. No, the thing is, my mind is very preoccupied right now with other things. Oh, Ed. Dan, it could always be preoccupied. But Ed, I have a reason for it to be preoccupied. Oh, right now. Dan, everybody's got a reason. I know a I have lot a of people. Pretty good reasons. freaking reason. I don't care about the reason. It's harder. Fine, it makes it more worth more. Like I said, the hard path 
has higher yields, higher rewards. If you can get all the way to the end, and I know you could do it, Dan. I believe in you. I know you do it. You have seen these workouts that I'm doing? Yes. Do they make you laugh? They do make me laugh. How come you don't like them? I don't know. I just uh, how hard is it to just double tap? I, the I know it's not that hard. <laughs> it's not that freaking hard. I know. It's not it would that help hard the all. algorithm so much. You I, know, I, know, I know. Am I, know. I trying to get exposure here? What am I doing this podcast for? I, I want know, people to I, hear. No, I understand. I understand. I should be supporting it, and I'm not. I'm doing a terrible job of Why it. Why don't you just listen every once in a while? Because it's a commitment. It is a commitment. You know, like an hour, two hours is a long time. The fact that you tell me, you're telling me, it's a commitment. You're going to tell me that? I know it's a commitment. I know you know it's a commitment. <laughs> so why would I ask you then? Why would you tell me that? It's a commitment. I know that. It's just... I, you if know. you had a podcast, Dan, I would listen to every episode. I know you would. What the F? It's just... It's finding the right, you know, way to fit it in and like... I don't know. I got... I just... I don't know what it is. The medium is just like... I know. It's just a new, like a novel thing to me. I love talk radio. So I found talk radio sucks. They have all these commercials. They talk about things for five minutes, and what they're talking about sucks. Sports? I don't want to talk about sports. Let's talk about life, the real things. I mean, they talk about other things on talk. No, nah, they're all too. losers. I hate talk radio. I got in the talk radio hole for a little and while. First off, freaking radio in New Jersey sucks. There's other states that all have way radio, better radio. All radio is terrible. Uh, no, there's some stuff on Sirius, but I don't have Sirius, so I don't listen to it. Yeah, but it's not just Sirius. I'm just saying, like different states have different kinds of radio. Do you listen to Do you listen to other state radio? When I go to Ohio, my cousin's friend actually was in the radio business, and I feel really bad. Like I just found out recently that he left the radio business, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like he was just struggling; he couldn't handle being in that business yeah, anymore. Yeah, you know what the people in the radio business say after they get out and get into podcasting? They're like, "Oh, radio sucks. Podcasting is where it's at. It's more independent. You have more control over the content. That's the way it should be. I mean, We've given up too much control on this earth, humans in general." have given up too much control. Take responsibility for yourself. The technology has made life so easy. How easy is your life compared to what it would be 30 years from now? Oh, yeah. Ago. I mean, technology, it's too easy. technology makes life so, so much easier. So that's what you have to give adversity to yourself. you got to force feed it to yourself. That's what these workouts are. You think I like working out, Dan? I uh, hate working yes, out. Yes, I know. I hate <laughs> it. But it's the only path. Gotta, oh, I know. you got to force it. I do a lot of naps. I gotta, And I stopped eating the ice cream. Stopped eating the ice cream? For two weeks now. And I still remember you telling me about how you used to eat ice cream back in the day. Do you remember what you used to tell oh, me? Oh, yeah, yeah. I used to take the Hershey's and just squirt it right into the tub. Yeah, then eat eat the whole layer and then re-layer it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, you know what? I haven't done that in a while because I don't buy gallons. Meg just buys me the little quarts, and I just hit those in one shot. They got the brownies in them. You know what I would do now? What? Is... I would. I need to get my own side brownies. I don't like because I don't like a regular brownie. That there's some kind of special brownie that they put in there, and I think they do sell them in individual packs. Mm-hmm. I get just the brownies, then I squirt the the caramel, then the chocolate, eat the layer. Oh God. Then doing do layers of that. That's how you get diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was just about to say I that. I'm not. I can't do that. I can't step off the wagon. You know, the other day at the party, I was eating that bread, and it just triggered me. I was just eating everything. I ate the pasta. I was eating the chicken. Oh. I can't even dabble. Not even a little dibble dab. So today I ate good. They got me a salad. I don't know what I'm going to get when I get home, but I don't have to think about it. That's what I'm saying. I could push that off to her because I do spend time thinking about it, and then I make the wrong decision, and that decision affects the rest of the day, which affects the rest of the week. So now i just taken those off the table for myself, and now I can think of other things instead of wasting thoughts and getting in a huff and puff because I can't figure out how to make her happy, me happy. Let her make herself happy and then keep me healthy. Delegation, Dan. This is what I do now. I'm a delegator. That's pretty good. So you delegate... My eating 
to my wife. To your wife. I she wish. makes all decisions food-wise for me. I wish I had that. I wish. It's about agreements. Well, no, it's just, you know, when you have two people who are extremely indecisive when it comes to food, it leads to problems. Those are problems that are fixable. I, I know they're so fixable, easier. but it's like, Ed, it just, it blows my mind sometimes how like, you know, little problems like that can turn into just like, just stupid, just stupid blow ups for no reason. I don't know why. I don't know what that's like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that's like. Yeah. Yeah. But you can get out of it. There's a way out. I think outside the box. I know. I got to figure it out. It's hard. It just, again, I hate thinking about food and planning dinner. Drives me crazy. Yeah. Stop cooking. Just order. I can't. You could. I I, I want to be better at cooking. More. For what? Just money-wise. It costs a little extra money to order out. You can afford it. It does. But, like, at the same time, like, I, I want... Think about how much time it would save you. Hours a week. Believe me. As, as someone who does all the dishes in the house, yeah. Exactly. Imagine me. if you had those hours to listen to a podcast. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Or how about while you're cooking, you throw your freaking headphones on. That's true. I can listen to your podcast while I do the... Well, I can't... Well, not when I do the dishes. It's too loud. The no. Noise canceling. Bose. Oh, yeah. That's true. I gotta wear headphones. Well, I, you know what? I got the adapter for my phone so I can put headphones into my phone. Do it. You know, Damn. This, uh, I just bought the adapter, too. This is why I try not to get upset, Dan, because <laughs> when you tell me you don't have time to listen to me, I already know that you do. That's why I get upset then. But then when you really tell me like how you haven't even thought of this, like it's, it makes me want to smack you. Because it, it, it is that easy to listen to me. I have good things to say. And you would like me better. What do you mean like you better? You would remember me more. You would think about me more. I'd be in your head. You'd be thinking about me. Ed, you're always in my head. What are you talking about? Obviously not. What are you talking what about? What do you think about when you think about me? I think about all the memories I have of you, Oh, Ed. the memories. This is what I'm talking about. I hate the past. The past is cool, but we live too much in the past. We got all these pictures. We got all these videos. Stop living in the past, Dan. We got to make something right now. Remember when we had your bachelor party? Yes. That's something that we made that could never be taken away from us, yes. And it's fun to think about it. But I want to make more of those kind of things. That's part of my past. Yes, but I want to make futures with you. I want to make presents. Like, this is a nice present for the future. I understand that we don't have as much time but as I we But I just said to. that you do. 15 hours a week you can cut from cooking. I, I'm saying to hang out with each other. But you don't have to hang out with me. I said what would be best if you just listened to me and then shoot me a I'd comment. Rather, I'd rather hang out with you and talk to you rather, than listen to rather, you. Would rather. Would rather. Fine. Would rather. You know that. But what's the best? Well, I mean, what what's better than nothing? Is You can hear my own words <laughs> instead of thinking about past uh, things that we've done. How many times can you think about the past over and over again? It's very comforting. You're the kind of person that... Yeah, it's comforting. You're the kind of person that likes the same joke over and over again. Like you I watch do. the same movie over and over I again. I do. I do. I'm sick of that. There's no more of that for me. I'm, we're finding the new jokes. I'm going to find all the new ones because then when you see me, you're like, oh my God, it's got new jokes and it was fun and... We have something else to talk about. Remember we had that nice conversation at Corey's house and then you start texting me more and yeah. then we try to get it further. But yeah, it has to be done in person, those ones. But there's certain stuff you could hear, just the silliness that I'm doing. It's little stuff behind the videos. Mm-hmm. That's what I want people to do. I want them to see the videos, know that I have a podcast and then check me out and see, oh yeah, he's got some stuff that I haven't heard before. I never heard that. I don't think today, I don't know if we said anything today that they've never heard, but sometimes I repeat myself because I keep talking. But then if it gives me a, a launching point to... To have the new things because there's certain stuff that's already muscle memory. Okay. So I want to go down different rabbit holes. You know that. We like to do that together. We've done that the whole life. Exactly. But that's part of the memories that I remember at all the, you know, times we spent, you know, hanging out, having deep discussions. I don't really know. I know, but we were idiots. We were teenagers. You don't know anything. It doesn't matter though. Oh, it does a little. I I mean, a little, but still, like, I, you know, I don't think, you know, kids our age then were 
thinking about as deep of shit that we used to think about it. We used to think about some deep shit. I know. We still do. It's because they're uh, sometimes people aren't interested or they're not motivated to have a conversation about the other side <laughs> or about, you know, hypotheticals that probably don't exist, but could, yeah. and you, you just follow the, the thread all the way to the end to see where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, I don't know, but I think we're smarter now. We have more life behind us. Yeah. So we should have more conversations. And then when you tell me you don't have time, cause you got to cook food that you don't want to think about. And then you got to do dishes that you don't really want to do. You spend a lot of time doing stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah, but you, you know, it still drives me crazy. The, the couple times I did listen to your podcast, I was just like, oh, I wish I could talk to Ed about this. Oh, I wish I could I know, say that's, something about that. But that's what I'm saying. If you, this is what my friend Gene did. tease. Listen, my friend Gene did this. He's been listening to our podcast, right? And then he came up to Dave and said, hey, I've been listening to your podcast. And I come up with all these questions as I listen. And then he sat with Dave and asked him all the questions that he formed for weeks and weeks. You could do something like that with me. You just listen to my episodes, you come up with stuff that sticks out to you, and then we come do one of these with bullet points. Why don't you do have out with this? Why don't you try to do if I mean, do you have like anybody that kind of follows or you know, do like a running poll to see if they actually like <laughs> Dave's jokes on the podcast? Oh, do a poll. Well, half the audience is Dave's audience, so they're gonna say yes no matter what. They love him. <laughs> he he does get people to really fight for him. I had this uh one of his students, Christine, on last episode. And I was trying to get her to say something mean about him, you know. I was telling her kind of the same stuff I'm telling you, but she wouldn't do it. She's too nice. And that's how he's good at getting people like that, nice people. Okay. To fight for his stupidity. That's me. I'll fight for his stupidity. Oh, God. But, you know, that's why another thing. So, like, psychologically, Ed, is he doing it to appeal to that? To that, that no, no, no. He doesn't appeal to other people. He does things for him. That's his thing. He's, he loves himself. Oh, does he love himself? <laughs> well, I mean, that's who you got into bed with, Ed. No, I did. I got into bed with him. Yeah. He won't let me touch him, though. But what the hell is the point of getting in bed with him if he won't let me touch him? He, I tried to touch bellies with him for a joke, just a gag, <laughs> and he wouldn't do it. Why? Exactly, Dan. Exactly right. This is the kind of stuff he does to drive me crazy. And it's not because to spite me, but once he found out that it's that it did spite me, he rubbed it in. He's like, no, I'll never touch bellies with you. Like that kind of stuff. Oh God. Yeah. But he knows that it would be funny. I, like really funny. Like if you saw a picture of us on the internet, that's a funny picture. Yeah. That's easy. Why was he against it? He doesn't want to touch bellies. He thinks it's gross or he thinks it's, I don't think, I think it doesn't look good for him or I don't know. I don't know. It's silly and arbitrary and it wouldn't hurt him to touch belly buttons with me. Like, is he afraid that like, you know, other things might touch each other too? No. No. It's not afraid. Like if we're doing jujitsu and our bellies touch, fine. But if we're gonna actively put our bellies together and make faces at a camera, he doesn't want to do that. But he'll touch bellies with me if we're rolling. Wow. Yeah, that's my friend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You, know, you see where I'm dealing with. Uh, well, I mean, you know that 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 separates you know you know that kind of friend from another kind of friend. You know what I mean? So you're saying he's not as good of a friend as I thought he was. Uh, well, I mean, everybody has a standard when it comes to friends. And like, so you're saying he's not at the top tier friendship. Well, do you consider him a top-tier friend? Like, for me, I feel like a friend is someone who allows you to feel comfortable in your own skin. You know what I mean? No, no. He makes me feel comfortable. He drives me crazy. It's like he's the guy with the nails on the chalkboard just doing it, like, looking at me. You know, that's him. But he's a hard worker. See, I give him leeway for this kind of stupidity because he does work hard, and he impresses me with what he does. The way he acts his life out is impressive, and it makes me want to be better. Okay. I still hate his guts, though. You don't hate his guts. I don't hate his guts, but I hate some of the stuff that he does. Because if he would just listen, I feel like if he would listen to what I say, it would help us get to where we we're aiming at faster. And I am in a rush, which I shouldn't be. Oh, okay. But that seems like, you know, 
if he would just do that step, the social media is already difficult. He does almost nothing for our social media. Okay. So this would have helped. So when I find something like, oh, this would definitely work, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do it. It's yeah. making my life harder. Yeah. But it is making me better because, you know what, I'm, I can't rely on him. I'll figure it out my on my own. But, you know, sometimes it's nice to have somebody pitch in. Mm-hmm. But you're right. You do grow better if it's on your own. It's a longer, slower grow. So that's why eventually I would like to get involved with other people, other podcasters that have the ambition that I do. Mm-hmm. And then, I, you know, I could be guest on theirs. They can come guest on mine. And they, they have the chops to sit and have a conversation that's entertaining. So, you know, it's interesting because, like, you know, I haven't listened to much podcasts. But, you know, it always seems like when there's, like, a podcast with two people, you know, it, it, it seems like there's always kind of, like, you know, the lead and the person on the side. You know what I mean? That kind of supports the lead. Do you feel like there could be kind of a power struggle going on no, there? No, it's not a power struggle because I've already relinquished the power. This is his podcast in my mind, even though he won't say that. I give him 60% creative control and I'll give myself the minority. Okay. Because so there's been times when he's like, I don't want that on. And I, if it was up to me, I would have put it. But I say, you know what? He's the one who convinced me to do the, to the death in the first place. Okay. So I give him that credit. When we do this episode, he has no say in this. <laughs> okay. Almost no say because both right now both podcasts are on the same network. So I can't go too crazy because he does have a school. And okay. I can't tarnish his reputation with my dark thoughts. But when I have my own RSS feed eventually, he will have zero say in that. And that's where I can... Because that's what it, that's what it is. Like I'm projecting myself through the audio. Okay. And I feel like the to the death is his way to do it. He doesn't know how to edit, and he doesn't have time to mm-hmm. edit. So I'll do it for him as a gift for him just talking with me. Because he has made me better okay. at talking. Mm-hmm. You know, if you go back and listen to our second episode, he says it's our worst one, and we've come a long way. And it's great to have the proof of it. Like if you want to go back in time and listen to episode two compared to episode seventy one that's coming out. Yeah. You'll hear a big Damn, difference. Big 71. difference. Seventy one. Yeah. And if you think about it, 71, you know, each episode I put 8 to 10 hours into, whether that's editing or re-listening, and that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. No, Ed, I know. The amount of time you put into this, it's, you know, incredible. I know. It's incredible that you haven't listened to more. I know. <laughs> but, I mean, I did enjoy the ones I did listen to, you know? Not enough to listen again. This is true. I mean, I just don't... I mean, I was interested in the ones, like, the one you had with Meg, because I thought that was a very interesting podcast. Oh, Meg. What's so interesting about her? The one that you were talking about, Epiphanies and stuff oh, like that. Oh, the Epiphanies. Oh, yeah, that was episode three. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, that was I a good one. I got some new ones that are better. I also like the one when you had with Bue, because, like, you know, it's it's interesting to hear. Oh, but that yeah, that was not out. You heard my original ones. Those are my, my pre-pre. I mean, I know, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to do more of those. Eventually, I'm going to get Sean I just, to sit I, down. I, I'm not really sure about the whole jujitsu thing, because, like, no, I... No, you don't have to listen to the jiu-jitsu one. I'm saying the one I do now, it's less about jujitsu. Almost none. Are you talking about the the Sweaty Eddie yeah, show? Just listen to the Sweaty Eddie show. You don't have to listen to Dave. He oh, sucks. True. Yeah. <laughs> listen to Dave. I know, but I, I, you know, I want to I want to support you as much as I can. Ed. Then like my videos. I will. Try. That would be the I, most okay, support that okay, you actually possibly. Okay. That's tangible. Anybody listening to this, if you want to support, even if you don't listen, if you go on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, if you just hit the button, you don't even know how much that helps me. These because guess what? People have been watching my workout videos. Even though they're not liking them, the views does help the algorithm too. Not as much as like, but it does help. And then they come up to me after and tell me how you know funny they are to them. And that gives me motivation to keep doing them. Also, I heard another thing that helps on Instagram and other things like that is to leave comments. Because that also improves the algorithm sure. too. Give so. a thumbs up. Give a laughy face emoji. Yeah. Just give an eat, eggplant. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. You can do whatever. <laughs> you know, just throw something in the comment section. I'm talking to you. You don't do anything. I know. I got to do something. I got to do You're on that. Facebook all the time. I see you commenting on Franny stuff all the time. You can't just drop a little comment. A a little hard on mine seriously that's true damn i know i, know. I forgive you 
<laughs> Listen, I do give you an out because I don't give you crap about. It. I give you crap on here because it's fun. I, I know. But I I, the reason I come here to talk to you is because you are my original best conversations. Anybody listen to this, especially you, Dave. Dan is one of the first people that made me realize like how fun it was to sit and just have three hours of just nonstop talk. Like I didn't know about podcasts back then, but we would get into a subject that we've never talked about before because our brains were so young uh-huh. that it would be fun to go down these different place, places. Oh, yeah. And it's changed my... Oh, yeah. I mean, you've seen me in way different mental states. And even like, you know, the things we used to do were like, would you rather do this or that? Like we would get really creative and oh, think yeah. of some some interesting stuff. They do like, that on your mom's house. They play the would you rather and they play do funny ones, like disgusting ones. We used to play that game a lot. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. We used to do, I mean, we used to do some other why ones. Did, that's like, what I'm saying. Why don't you put your 32-year-old mind back into your 16-year-old mind and play that game now with a lot more life experience and a lot and oh, everything yeah. updated? Oh, we yeah. could make that really fun. Oh, yeah. That could be definitely interesting. I'm saying, why don't you spend time thinking about that? Like... And make notes, and then you come back. I'll let you come back and talk. And, and that'd come, be fun. I, I could come up with a lot of would you rather questions. Prove it, <laughs> and I'd love to play it because I do that with Meg sometimes. And the the most fun part of that game is to get stumped. Not many times do I get stumped where I can't pick one or the other. I know it's hard. Yeah. Sometimes, like sometimes, it's like really like just ooh. <laughs> like, yeah. So that's something we could do for the future. Yeah. What else? How do you feel about today? We're doing all right. Yeah. I love this yeah. conversation. And I love talking to you, Ed. You know that. I know, I know I give you a hard time about like getting your master's and stuff. Do what you want to do. But I want to show you what I'm doing, mm-hmm. and then I'll bring you along. You were always going to come along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I can bring Dave, too. Yeah. That's what he wants. He wants to ride my coattails. You would love to ride my coattails if I allowed you to. Yeah. They're not big enough right now, but they're going to be. No. It's just, Ed, you know, I, I, you know, seeing us in our 20s, early 20s, and seeing us now. Like, teenage years? What about the teenage years? I, 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 honestly, Ed, I like just... Like before that, I'm saying, like when we were starting high school... In start high school. I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I, I see like from like you know, you know, all the school years, you know, we had. It's just like it wasn't real life. <laughs> you know what I'm How saying? How's that not real life? I don't feel like it was real life. I feel like what high school. What are you talking about? I feel like high school was like a bubble. That's how I felt high school was. We felt like we were sheltered. I didn't. I just don't feel like we were living in reality. I feel like we were living in this kind of like you know, we had our routine. You know, we had our, you know, what we did every weekend. We had, like, you know, what we did for fun. But, like, we weren't really, like... We weren't aiming at anything. Exactly. You know, we weren't really trying... You know, we weren't really thinking much about the future. When you're a teenager, like, your only obligation is to go to school. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? That's it. Well, if that's when you make it. We didn't do a lot of extracurriculars. We didn't do a lot of extracurricular. Some people, you know, are taking SAT prep courses and they're going to do sports or they're doing outside events to get ready for college. Yeah. We didn't do any of that stuff. We didn't do any of that, but, <laughs> you know, to be honest, I feel like, you know, the way that, you know, we did a lot of stuff together and, you know what, we went a different route. You know, we hung out with each other. We socialized, you know. I, I to this day, believe that, you know, having good social contacts with people, having good a good group of friends is so important. But that's what we did, though. I, I don't like when you say it's not reality because we did fortify friendships that we still have today and we still do our traditions every oh, year. Yes. That's based on those... But I, I'm just saying, I feel like, you know, you know, our, our thoughts and our ambitions in life were just... It was just... It's completely different. Our brains weren't fully formed yet. 
but like I was saying, like we were just, you know, in our routine. We didn't really think about much other than what we, what we had to get, you know, what was expected of us. You know, once we got to the point where all the decisions were on us and we had the ability to make our own choices, that's when things really kind of oh, yeah. like changed. I had a terrible time after high school. The first two years after high school were not good for me. I know. Ed, I remember that. I re- and, and, you know, you know, I, and my first two years out of high school were terrible too. <laughs> like, but those are, that's reality. That's when, yeah, you're right. We got hit with reality a little harder than if we would have prepared for it. We didn't prepare for reality, but that doesn't mean we didn't get good stuff out of it. I thought we got great stuff out of it. So when you, I don't know, what, what are you trying to say when you say it's not reality? I just, I feel like high school is just like, I don't know. It was just, like I said, it felt like a bubble. It felt like a bubble. We were in the incubator growing, getting ready to put out into, into the mother earth. Like, you know, like, I, I, like, I don't know about you, but like every now and then I think about like freaking Hogan and Pecora. Oh, yeah, for sure. You I know. mean, I think about Hogan more because I hung out with Hogan a lot. You know what? Hogan was uh, Joseph Hogan. Joe Hogan. He used to train jiu-jitsu. He started at George's after me and Corey started. We got everybody on the train. We started first. Then we'd go to parties and wrestle with people and beat them up. Mm-hmm. And then they'd be like, oh, no, these guys can't beat us up. So then they started training. Oh, yeah. And uh, he was with me through some of my funk where we just couldn't get the ball rolling. You know, you wake up at 1, 2 in the afternoon, and then the day's already halfway done. You haven't done anything. And he helped me get it back on the path. We used to work and then get out of work at midnight and go work out every day after work, Monday through Friday. And we were getting jacked. I don't know how Hogan did it, man. He was one of those kids, man, where he didn't have a great, like, living situation at home. You know what I mean? But, you know, he was still able to kind of, like, you know, see his way through it. It just sucks that, you know, you know, he got, you know, wrapped up and, you know, things ended bad for him, you know? It's a world that's getting bigger, I think, and it exists. And he did, he went into the wrong world. With not a lot of support. Like, the more family support you have, the easier it is to get pulled out of the world. But even with great family support, my cousin died from the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it's tough. I know. It really is tough. So how can we make it better? It's hard. You got to... I don't know what you got to do, but I think about it. It's my kids. Mm-hmm. I want to be there the whole time. Paying attention. I think it's more paying attention. Like, how... What triggers it? Or how can we get through this without... Like, the less drug intervention, the better. Because there's a lot of drugs that you intervene and then maybe it makes it harder it's a crutch or if you fall off that crutch then that's a that's a difficult conversation you know for psychology that's one of the main things is when to medicate because sometimes you have to yeah and sometimes it's not well advised but you do it anyways because it's the easy way out mm-hmm. i don't know i you know i think about it the same way and you know i feel like you know just my own personal opinion this is not like truth or fact or anything like that but i think it's just like really important for like kids to be honest when it comes to drug use truth. You know what I'm I saying? Mean, truth in general like you know what i mean if you know if you went out and you got messed up and you decided to try a drug for the first time like i want to know about that like i want to hear what happened like i want to know what you thought about it you know i want you to be able to tell me when you do it i don't want you to just keep it a secret from me because then you know if you you know if it starts becoming a problem you know, you're you're definitely not gonna want to tell me. I'd rather know it at the beginning than when it is a problem. You know what I think the thing is? Back when we were younger, I feel like there was more of a religious aspect that you weren't even gonna talk about it. You try to brush it under the rug, or you try to make it sinful. Shame. More of the you, dare program. Right, right. You bring the shame into it. I feel like now the ease of access to the drugs is the problem. It's not the culture. The culture would be accepting. Like anybody that's gonna say, "Hey, I have a problem. Please help." Anybody in the culture is gonna run to them and say, "Yes, I'll help." The hard part is them asking that's the first part of the the steps is to ask for the to admit that you have the problem and it's so easy to get your fix or to get involved in that world connect with these people because of the internet mm-hmm. you know it's easier to find this world yeah but i mean when you start cutting people out and 
you know, you, you keep it away from people and, you, you know, it, it turns into a, a serious problem, you know. That's why I think it's just important, you know, especially, you know, to be honest about that kind of stuff with your parents. Like, you know, that's what I'm hoping to do for my daughter, you know, having to be honest with me and, you know, not letting her feel like she ever has to keep a secret from me, you know what I mean? Because I, I don't want her to feel that well, way. She's going to keep secrets from you. I know. But I, I want to make her. I want to make her feel that can, she can be as comfortable as possible with me telling me something. I don't want her to have to feel like she has to keep things. You know what you gotta do? Secret. You gotta tell her secrets. Yeah. Stuff that's just between you and her. Not even with your wife. Just you and her. Ed, you would be. I'm like so blown away about by like both sides of my family. Like, I don't know if it's just an Italian thing. I don't know what it is, but like they keep secrets from each other. Like. Like you reach a certain age and then like they'll slowly let you in on the secrets, but like, you know, they'll keep it a secret from you for the longest time. You know what I mean? I've heard some like really crazy shit coming out of my family that like, you know, like if I had known this like a long time ago, it would like, it would change things. Yeah. It would change I things. I think that's the hard part of being a parent is certain secrets can't be let out mm. until certain times. And maybe they held on to the secret longer than you would have held on to. Yeah. It. And if you remember that, though, and you think of that for your daughter, because you could do it the wrong way, too. You could tell secrets too early that affect their life negatively going forward. So, yes, that's the balance as a parent to figure out which secrets. But you have to tell them some. You got to, I think it's a little trial and error. Yeah. My dad, I mean, once I was a certain age, he told me everything. Yeah. And it, it does help. It does. it does help because it's you know what he told me this, and I know that hurts him to tell me because you know sometimes they tell you painful things, mm-hmm. painful mistakes. They're most painful mistakes. Yeah. Then it opens you up to like you know what if you want to reciprocate to, I don't know if make them feel better or make them feel like, I don't know. You ever have somebody tell you something and you feel like you're taking from them? Like I don't have anything to offer. Like somebody you, obviously you've talked to people that've had way lower bottoms than you've had. Oh Ed, there's been situations where I'm like almost deer in the headlights because they just dropped like this bomb on me. I'm just like, holy crap! Like I have to process one. Like, what you're going through, and two, what am I going to say to that? And I, I, and the longer you pause, Ed, the more they're looking at you like, like, you know, is there something wrong? You know, you, they, they want, they don't want that pause. Ed, That's really a tough hard. game to play, Dad. Oh, yeah. You play man. a tough game. You, there'd be some times where I'd be, like, in a group, you know? There'd be, like, you know, like, 15, 20 people sitting in a group, and, you know, we're just talking, discussing, and then, you know, all of a sudden, this person brings up this horrible memory of theirs, you know what I mean? And it's like jaw dropping. Like you're just like, like whoa! They just dropped like this like really personal truth about themselves, and you kind of have to like, you know, react to it because everyone else is like looking at you like, what are you gonna say to this person? You know what I mean? It's just like they're waiting for you to say something, and you're just sitting there like trying to process it all and trying at the same time not like to get too emotionally invested because they, they like I've heard some horrible stories. I remember one time I worked at Daytop. I'll never forget this kid told me the story. He was hanging out with this friend, Ed, you know, and they did heroin, you know, they always did heroin with each other. So, you know, they, you know, freaking him and his friend were hanging out and they were doing heroin and his friend, you know, fell asleep. He thought he fell asleep. So he's like, you know, I'm going to go home. You know, he didn't think anything of it. He goes home. He finds out that he just walked out on his friend overdosing. His best friend just walked out of the house, drove home, found out the next day that he left him on the couch and he, he died because he overdosed. I just, I couldn't believe that. Like, and he was only like, probably like 15, four, like 15, 16 when it happened. Like, it's insane that a kid would have to experience that. That's sad. You know what I mean? It's awful. You know, and what do you say to that? <laughs> like, it's just really bad. You're really dragging me down here. I'm sorry. 
But like, no, you know, like no, no, it's good for people to get a glimpse into that. And I like to take a glimpse. But yeah, you're down, you're down and dirty every day in that world. Yes, I am. Ed. Like I like, I know you see some messed up stuff, but like, you know, I see some scary shit from like you know mental yeah yeah from like you oh, know, yeah, there's physical and there's mental abuse you know because you know people don't like talking about personal shit but like when it comes up man like especially for some people who've been like has some bad shit happen to them man let's go to let's go to a positive you know i mean this is somewhat of a positive story so like at my job like people are supposed to come and go you know you're not supposed to stay in the program for that long but like you know for some people like they're in a, in a situation where like their only social contact with people is the program I had this, you know, this one kid, he was younger. I mean, not that young, but he was like, you know, mid-20s. He had a suicide attempt, all right? So, like, you know, as a counselor, when someone, you know, says they commit suicide, you have to do an assessment, you know? So you basically ask them a bunch of questions, all right? And, like, you're pretty much straight up blunt with them, you know? You, know, you pretty much said, like, is this something you want to do, like, you know? So I was talking to him, you know, and he, you know, he was talking about like working at this like toxic work environment. I was talking to him about like, you know, setting boundaries with people at work because, you know, he let people walk all over him at work. You know, people were just taking advantage of him left and right. I'm like, dude, like, you know, I was just like, you know, talking to him, giving him all the advice. And I could just see that, like, you know, the more I talked to him and all that, like he eventually got to the point where he got a new job and things like that are just wins when people are able to like, come out of like a bad situation like a suicide attempt and actually like jump back into life at full force that is a great thing with words and a little bit of writing i'm trying to do the same thing not for you i mean you're trying to do it to the hardest population possible yeah. i'm trying to do it for average people or people that i like or people that are willing to listen to me. i want to do the same thing i want to say words in a way that makes people either happy or want to take action or mm-hmm. stuff like that i don't want to become a motivational speaker but i just want to be fun to listen to yeah that's what I'm trying to convince you to do. You use your words to convince that kid to, to get the job, and you did a little work for him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that for you. I understand. I'm going to do it, Dan, because we're coming from the same place. That's why we're friends. It's nice to put certain stamps on it, because we're doing the similar things, just in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just, I have a I have a soft spot for these people, so, and it's just like, you know, I wish I could make more money. I could make more money, but I don't want to stop doing what I'm doing. I just don't want to have to worry about money. You know what I mean, Ed? Like I know exactly what you mean. You know, I wanted to do a job that I do not mind waking up, going in, doing every day until I die. I could do this job until I die, Ed, and I'll be fine. I have a different mentality. I understand you know? that. Yeah. Well, I've come to it a little more sharp than uh, I used to because I've always known that I don't want to do the five-day-a-week. I knew very early that I didn't want to do that. But I think uh, I don't think I'm supposed to do a job in that way, put my focus on something for 40, 50 years. I don't think it's supposed to be like that. I think I'm supposed to do different things and at the end of my life have a, a certain amount of expertise in a, in a wider range instead of having a, a super expertise in one or two things. I want to have, I want to try to build expertise as a as a unit using different kind of uh, levers. Yeah, but I feel like Ed, if it, just from my observation, I feel like, you know, I feel like you're a lot like your father, and I feel like the reason Are you why you call me stupid. No, I'm not calling <laughs> you stupid. I'm, well, I'm, he's a genius, so no, 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 no <laughs> not, not just that. But I'm just saying, you know, you are more of a, a you want more of a creative path. Like, oh yeah, you know, you want more creativity. You want something that's creative and fun to do than something that's just mundane or something that's just. I like unique. Unique is really important to me. Yeah, but you know what? The thing is, when I was younger. I thought creativity had to do with painting or drawing or stuff, and I'm not. I don't like doing it. I didn't like practicing it. So then I, 
I didn't realize how much I leaned on creativity until I started jujitsu. And then with the podcast and the editing, I'm like, oh, I should have done this earlier because I really enjoy editing. And that's why you like like Tarantino's because the way he edits those movies and the way he puts pieces in certain spots matters a yeah. lot. That's what oh, makes yeah. it unique. So that's what I like doing with this podcast too is that's where I get to put an extra unique flavor based on I said something and I could put it in the exact way yeah. or the best way that I so far could say it. And plus, it, comedy is a huge creative outlet too, man. To tell a joke and to tell a story. To tell a different joke. To tell a different story. There's so many jokes and stories that have been told already. It's hard not to repeat. Mm-hmm. And even if you are unique with your story, the way that you tell it really, really matters. It's just as important. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, how you tell it is just as important as, you know, what the story is about. Yeah, you can get away with telling some pretty bad jokes and stories if you tell it. Yeah. But I don't like to cheat that way either. I want to have both. I know. But it just, it's nice flex. Flex, yeah. It's annoying to me. I, I actually feel cringy. Like, what, like if I feel like... I'm blo- like the, the joke's not good I can't sell it Like if I don't believe In the joke I can't sell it That's one of the problems I have And why sometimes I won't say anything Because I don't have A good joke to say yeah. And I don't want to Fire off one of the, the Half-assed jokes It's not worth it to me But Dave says It's better to fire off Garbage than nothing Which is true But sometimes it hurts To say Like you ever told A joke in a room And then Nobody laughs Yeah It sucks It, it does sucks. Yeah My ego Doesn't like that Yeah <laughs> Yeah it, You want You want always to be funny it's like you want every bullet to hit, right? <laughs> right, but that's what I was talking about, the spray and pray. Let's just start firing them off. That's what I'm saying. If you start firing some I shots. Feel like that's how, I feel like that comedians get their start, man. Especially the you know the ones that just, they just sprayed them out and saw it. That's what I'm saying to you about crypto. Just spray it out. Something's going to work out for you. Uh, and then you'll tighten up as you go. Yeah. It's like anything. You'll, listen, once you put a dollar onto something, even one dollar, your brain for sure thinks about it immensely. I don't want you to get overwhelmed with it. That's why I wouldn't even want you to put a lot of money at first because you it would... It would encompass everything in your life. You'd be checking every minute. I don't want that for you. I don't want that. But I want you to get a foot in the door, a seat at the table, you know, because once you're in, you're in. No, I just I, I just have to get over that little hump of setting up the account because that's the thing. I'll be like, I want to do it, and then I'm like, I don't want to set up the account. Like, just, yeah, you're such a lazy bastard. I, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> I just don't want to look it up. I just don't want to go through the whole thing of setting it up. It's just I, that's the one little hurdle that I just need to get myself over. And you're the one complaining over here that you want to have enough money to live. That's a way. It's an outside way. I know it's outside the box way. It's an investment. It's It's an an investment. investment. It's a risky investment. It is a risky investment. I don't like risky investments. I like sure things. Sure things, yes. I think that's the problem with this world. Too many people like a sure thing. Mm -hmm. Let's have some fun. Shake it up, baby. Yeah. It's not going to hurt you. I guess. It could. (laughs) But you wouldn't let it. That's what I'm saying. You wouldn't let it get to that point. I'm trying to pull you out to just get onto the field, and you'll see. I don't know, man. I want to see you gallop, Dan. When's the last time you ran full speed? With money? I don't know. No, no, with your feet. When's the last time you got outside and just tried to get to top speed? Mm-hmm. I don't know. A long time. Probably. Yeah, let's get outside. You want to go run? <laughs> no, no, that's how you hurt yourself. Just go to a full sprint. But I'm saying, like, metaphorically, too, you should try to just get out there. Just see what you can do. Give it a good push. I'll talk you into it. I know you'll talk to me into it. No, nah, like I can't I said, it's You're rec- one of the hardest people to talk into anything. If I could talk you into something, that means I did something special. Maybe that's one of the reasons to keep you around, because you're a hard puzzle to solve. It's hard to get through to you. To, to to act out the way I do in certain ways. Like, yeah, obviously you can't act out everything I do. But if I could just get you to do one new thing, because it's hard for me to get you to do one new thing. Yeah, this podcast is. is a new thing. It wasn't hard to talk into this one. It was hard to schedule it. It was hard to schedule it, but I'm always down to talk. You okay. know that. I know you're always down to talk. So what if it came back and they didn't like it and I said, Dan, I can't do it with you again? I mean, I wouldn't feel too bad. Yeah, you would. You said you like having conversations. I do have conversations, but... I- 
it's not for people. It's for me. And I you. know it's for me. I'm it's just for me. It doesn't matter what people think. I'll keep doing this. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna wrap this up. I forgot to do an intro. I gotta do an intro on this earlier. Uh, make sure you go check out my website, sweatyeddy.com. You can see all my new episodes. There's links to it. I haven't posted anything new there, any secret stuff. Maybe we could do a secret episode. That's not going to go for the, the full public. I have a, a membership area people can go to and join. Got to sign up. Give me your email. It's free. And uh, maybe listen to one of my episodes. Also, go to my other website, to thedeathpodcast.com, to listen to my episode with me and Davey. And Twitter and Instagram, sweaty3ddy. I've been doing my videos almost every day. Day 9 was up today. I thought it was pretty fun. What'd you think? You like that one? Nine's my favorite number. Oh yeah, nine is your favorite number. So that's it for me. Dan, this won't be the last time you're on here. Thanks for doing this with me. No problem, Ed. I'll see you guys next week. This is the Sweaty Eddie Show episode I don't remember. <laughs>